the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Oh, Jimmy Carter looks so frail. It's a tragedy. Unless, of course, you remember what Jimmy Carter's presidency was. In fact, the best thing you could say about Jimmy Carter's presidency is Joe Biden. The only way to make Jimmy Carter's presidency look anything other than an absolute, total, unmitigated failure is Joe Biden. The other thing I can't help but notice, all of the people who are groveling, one of the greatest statesmen, they obviously aren't descendants of one of the millions of Americans cast into poverty because of this idiot's policies of incompetence and corruption. So am I supposed, oh, Jimmy Carter, so frail, what a statesman. Really? Jimmy Carter was a moron, a buffoon, and millions of Americans not only went bankrupt, but tens of thousands died because of Jimmy Carter's incompetence. So do me a favor. Don't mention how frail he is. The real sad part is we're still referring to the fact that his Secret Service agents are the kids of the original Secret Service agents. He's been sucking this government dry since he was elected. I remember Jimmy Carter. You don't, Squirrel. You're young. But it used to be uh, on television and all the kind of great shows that existed back in the 70s. Leave it there. Leave it there. And let me ask you this. Do you think Jimmy is roaming around the White House tonight trying to find a meatloaf to warm himself up by? <laughs> I don't think the car does eat meatloaf. <laughs> Who the hell are they? They don't eat in Georgia. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. I am so sick of Washington and all its works and all them politicians down there and them congressmen and the congressmen, boy. I'll bet you won't find none of them congressmen signing down their electric blankets tonight. Because if they did, their secretaries would get up and go home. Who's talking about Joe Biden? The secretaries he liked to molest, like uh, all the rest of them. See, this has been a joke for decades. Because what Jimmy Carter should be known for, and what he should be referred to, not only is the incompetent fraud that he was, but he's the only sitting president that told you outright, you're going to have to get used to less. You're going to have to suffer for the collective of the greater good. He's a moron, up until this moron. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. What? Well, you know, you believe that? You also believe you're still a man. What you should believe is the reason that they struck is because you're weak and incompetent and you gave the other terrorists called the Taliban an entire country 
where we only not, not only lost thousands of soldiers through death, tens of thousands through injury, but you still are bribing them to pretend they're legitimate instead of the aloha snack bar imbeciles that they are. In the meantime, what they understood is when America is weak, the scum and the scourge around the world, they profit. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East. into. Didn't Hamas know you were going to ride on the choo-choo train? See, they haven't learned how to steal the way you and your scum family has. What you should have done, scumbag Joe, is told them how much money you profited from pretending that your son was anything other than a board member and a bag man for Amtrak for the last, what, 30 years? He was 21 when you sat his crooked ass on the board. You've been stealing from those railroads all of your political whore life, haven't you? You should have showed the Taliban how they don't have to just allow three of their top heads become billionaires. If they learned how to spread around the corruption the way the Democrat mafia did, you guys could have did to uh, Palestine what the Jimmy Carter Democrats did to my country into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. An underground pipeline and then... What the frack? Hey, moron. What are you talking about? Underground pipeline of what? Terrorists? They got their own pipelines under the hospitals where they hide them. And then they, make the, they pretend that the doctors are anything other than Hamas members, which they are. In fact, the reason that uh, we're in this predicament, your entire presidency, the only purpose of it was to make Jimmy Carter's look good. The whole idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. Now, there's still morons in this country, you could call them Chicago Democrats, that have voted for anything, including a pickle, as a Democrat. But the reality is the rest of the country is suffering under the ramifications of the corruption of the Biden administration, not to mention World War III. So they were going to lose. Doesn't matter who they run. And I don't think Joe Biden will run. I think it'll be any twosome Newsom or our very own fatso, J.B. Pritzker, who has a way of lying that almost makes uh, the Joe Biden administration smile. I know everybody wants to go back and focus on, you know, Citadel leaving. But the truth is that we've attracted seriously uh, like a half a dozen pretty significant expansions and or new headquarters. See, that's how you know it's a slimy Democrat lawyer. Selling you a lie. How did he how did he say it? The verbiage, the language is important, Squirrel. This is the nuance of political lies. I know everybody wants to go back and focus on, you know, Citadel leaving. But the truth is that we've attracted seriously uh, like we've attracted seriously. I don't think those words go together. But then again, I would need a bag of cream puffs and pretend to be a man. A half a dozen pretty significant expansions and. A half a dozen pretty significant expansions. What does that mean? And um, were any of these expansions, these pretty significant expansions, were they subsidized? The way you bribed the Communist Party with $8 billion to open up a spy camp posing as a battery manufacturer. Or new headquarters. In fact, that's all you have is a deal with the Chinese Communists, like Joe Biden, which is why you are lobbying for the presidential nomination of the party that would elect a dimwit in diapers with dementia, a political whore of 50 years, or a pickle.
And I think you're pretty much in the running, um, especially when I realize exactly how you're going to steal the next election. Is the same way you stole the first. On the medical watch, the spread of the latest COVID-19 variant is moving faster than estimated. The- well, sure it is. So the only answer will be stay home and we'll harvest the ballot. Who are we going to have harvest the ballot? Let's get the migrants, you know, the illegal aliens. BA-286 variant has caused nearly one in 10 new COVID cases in the U.S. That's about triple what it was just two weeks ago. The World Health Organization also noted a substantial rise in cases, but the symptoms did not appear to be worse or different from previous strains. Well, none of that stopped you from locking down Americans, putting on their house arrest, taking their businesses, and changing the way elections went. See, from the federal government, you negated the state legislatures, and you allowed same-day registration in only the key areas so we could have this political whore who lost, named Joe Biden, not only destroy our economy, but cast us into World War III. Even some notable Democrats in formerly great cities that are now third-world hellholes, much like Chicago, where J.B. Pritzker pretends everything is good, New York. Mayor of New York, who says he's doing everything he can every day as migrants continue to come in. We are, we are, I will say too, we're live on air, so, uh, but, you know, what do you think about what the mayor's doing and what should the president and the White House be doing? This is up to us. This is up to each and every one of us to stand up. Nobody's coming here for us. Right. We're here for ourselves. <laughs> if we don't get. By the way, I'd love to know how many times this idiot in New York, this moron, I want to know how many times you voted Democrat, because I want you to wallow in it. Get up and fight for our city. Nobody's coming for us. They're coming and destroy it. The reason why they're here is to steal our votes. Right. They're not, we're not going to be able to live there stealing our votes, our kids' future, my birthright. Our United States is great city that I refuse to leave. Do you understand? Nobody's coming for us. These elected officials aren't even elected. They're using absentee ballots. They're being selected. What did you think that AOC, um, you know, when she came out and other members of Congress and they had this press conference, what did you think about their comments? They will never be allowed to walk down the streets again. They have destroyed our city. And New York, especially Queens, is woken up. Let's pull away from this. You Uh, see the anger (laughs) among some on the streets. You see the anger among the former Democrat voters. And why would they be angry? After all, AOC, she's your philosopher on the Democrat New York side, isn't she? Why is the only conversation in the room cuts? And why is there no conversation about revenue raising? Because there is no more revenue raising. All of the people who could left. All of those that didn't are prepared to. It's like Chicago, which, by the way, it's going great. It's swimmingly. Just ask the uh, Democrat-elected legacy corrupt moron named Pritzker, who's now the governor somehow. Uh, violent crime actually has been coming down. For- what? Coming Wrong. down? Wow. Well, then what's all the news stories about? For three years, but in particular over the last year, um, violent crime is coming down. An off-duty what? officer is robbed at gunpoint on the city's northwest side. It- crime is coming down, officer. What the hell's the big deal? Now, two people shot along the 300 block of West 75th. Let's go to Shannon Halligan. She's no, a- no, no. Go to Pritzker, because you fracking Democrats love it. Now wallow in it. Do me a favor. Go for a walk and hang a $100 bill out of your pocket. Let me know if you get to the corner. In the meantime, if that's not going to keep the Democrats in charge, I know it will. 
Health officials are concerned about what could be a new strain of syphilis. The concern follows the oh, case of syphilis. We got syphilis. Well, that'll just keep a uh, health care costs high. On the medical watch, the spread of the latest COVID-19 variant is moving faster than estimated. The BA- By the way, how do all these ugly people keep, keep catching syphilis? Have you no standards? 286 variant has caused nearly one in 10 new COVID cases in the U.S. That's about triple what it was just two weeks ago. The World Health Organization also noted a substantial rise in cases, but the- You know what else, Squirrel? There is a new syndrome. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about the new syndrome? Well, you're not going to hear about it on these shores because Europe is suing the companies that poison them. Now, researchers from Yale in the United States have identified a post-vaccine syndrome occurring after the COVID vaccinations. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Post-vaccine syndrome? I mean, do you remember when um, Google and YouTube censored the information two years ago like this one? In this clinical picture, we report a patient with bilateral superior ophthalmic vein thrombosis, ischemic stroke, and immune thrombocytopenia after receiving the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I know it's hard because he has an accent, but what he was saying is you have strokes. I believe they referred to it in America as Bell's palsy, where you walk around. They wanted you to believe you were just going to look like Dr. Awardy, which was enough to scare anybody with a common sense to not get the vaccine. In the meantime, in the meantime there seems to be massive complications that... We're not talking about as we're prepared to lock down part two. Post after syndrome describes a group of clinical features. So like AIDS, for example, is acquired immune deficiency syndrome. It's not just one symptom. It can affect the brain. It can affect the, the lungs. It can affect various parts of the body because it's a syndrome. And it's the same with this post-vaccine syndrome, a range of possible presentations. Now, the most common ones are... Uh, Post-vaccine syndrome, most common symptom described by the participants, exercise intolerance, 71% had... That explains so many of the physiques of the Chicago Democrat mafia. You can't uh, exercise, you're intolerant to it, which probably will lead to the ghetto lottery known as disability. Now you get paid for doing absolutely nothing except being a Democrat. That's if you live. Germany's BioNTech is in court over alleged damage to health caused by its COVID vaccine, its first lawsuit linked to the shot. The plaintiff claims he lost the sight in his right eye, and lawyer Joachim Tsizabhela says it's a result of the treatment. Everything points to vaccination damage, and we want to get him compensation for pain and suffering, if you want to put it that way. Only in Europe, because here in America, they're held harmless. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Some moron on asshat accused me of being what, Squirrel? A closeted Democrat? Let me guess, he's some half-assed guido who makes his money from the scum Republicans in Gold Rush Gaming. How you doing? See, these are the scum in the Republican Party. But I can rest assured, Chicagoans, never in my life would I vote for a rat Democrat. And I also would never vote for about 80% of the Republicans in Illinois because I recognize them as the wannabe half-assed gangsters of the Democrat mafia, which explains the once great fall and how everybody sits idly by. As right now, not only does J.B. Pritzker and his cohorts of corruption, the short-in-the-pants Democrat mafia, make billions, 
But in the meantime, you sit idly by as inside deals go to migrant housing and these half-assed gangsters on their chemical-tainted land for 92000 a month. I love it, you idiots. And you'll take it because you're Democrat slaves and you ain't got nothing to say about it. City of Chicago and state of Illinois are trying to avoid using police stations to house migrants. So as it is, there are about a thousand asylum seekers staying at various police districts across the city. Eric Wong is live at Grace and Peace Church on the northwest side. Yeah, with moving to the churches. They've been they've been smuggling you across for decades as well. It will soon be a winterized migrant tent camp. WGN Sean Lewis is live in Brighton Park with the latest. Sean, this is my favorite story almost of the year. Yeah, if it wasn't for that dimwit moron in Dalton. The one buying the Suburban for 157000 I love that story. Or going to, uh, where did she go? Bubba Gump Shrimp and spending three grand. <laughs> this is my next favorite story. A chemically tainted land sold us a couple of half-assed wise guys. Inside deal, nobody could build on it except these idiots. And they get 92000 And when they're done, they're going to get the land back cleaned up and improved. And all of the morons in Chicago, the ones that are struggling, that, that are that are struggling to go grocery shopping, but they still vote Democrat because they want one of those phony pensions. In the future, they're going to get it. In the meantime, you pay for it now. Just this morning, the city said it's expected work to begin tomorrow, but it is clear that these crews are here on the ground and work is already underway. See, that's the news story. The fact that there was a hold on development because the ground is tainted. There was a hold and they just ignore it. Who's going to stop them? They're Chicago Democrat mafia wannabe Democrats. Nothing. Nobody's going to stop them. Who, the mayor? He can't wait to cash in on it. Stuart, we have new numbers, a new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is $451 billion. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known Godaways. So the federal government will dish out $500 billion to all the sanctuary cities and states. This is why they rack up the bills, because they're going to get bailed out from the good people in states that wouldn't tolerate these short-in-the-pants Democrat mafia members like Mike Madigan and the scumbag Ed Burke. Ah, oh, boy. George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, how come the police got burdened with the migrants? How come the firemen in the firehouses didn't get them? They cooked the good meals and all that food. They- Should have been the firehouses. I agree with you. We could have finally taught those immigra- immigrants that, although their street food is good, they haven't lived till they tried firehouse, linguine, and clam sauce in Mulrose Park. Best in the state. Mary Kay, Western Springs. Hi, Sean. How are you, gorgeous? Splendid. Thank you very much, gorgeous. Good, good. Um, so this... Um, hold harmless for the vaccine in, um, you know, in the United States versus everywhere else. Uh, so many people I know have had cardiac issues. As we know, it's all been reported everywhere, including myself. And what a drain on the health care system that's done. What the hell would you get that shot for anyway? Who talked you into that? I only did it. I only did it after nine months because um, a friend of mine, my next door neighbor, died, and he was younger than me. So I did it, and then that was it. One time, I'm like, I'm never putting any of this poison back in my body. My daughter, you know, had to do three shots just so she <gasps> could go to that private school. Oh, 
All right, Mary. Well, I, I wish you the best. She's childbearing age. She wants to have a family. She has a reason to gripe, not those Chicago public school teachers who were, I can't teach in the classroom. Can you do me a favor? Because we're going to get shut down again. They're going to go through the sale of the same bull dunk. Just I'm do me going fa- to be the, with you. I'm the, going yeah, to good. Florida. And don't, don't put anything that this government tells you anything. They've lied to you and out all your whole life about everything. And in the meantime, you're going to believe them when it comes to your actual health. These are the same people that want to kill the baby in the belly. They're going to tell you how to stay alive. Here, let me go to where, where's the guy Cardone, honey, bunny? Where he? Here he is. This guy is the Secretary of Education. Now, one thing about Democrats that I love, they're arrogant about their open stupidity. Here is the the uh, head of the Department of Education, Miguel Cardone. We're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. That's not what he said, you fracking moron. He was making fun of your entire party. You know the party of the Democrat mafia, not only steeped in scandal, but absolute racism. At the National Democratic Convention in New York in 1924, it is estimated that at least 350 delegates were Klansmen. That's okay. You had Robert Byrd, you got a sitting president who eulogized him, and you had another one who pretended that he was an American black guy who eulogized the Klansmen by the name of Barack Obama. In the meantime, Cardone, learn a lesson, you stupid moron Democrat. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That's what he said, stupid. You should pay attention to more of what he said. He warned us all about the corruption and growth of Democrat mafias. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Maybe the goal is to enrich the illegal alien. I mean, after all, it does explain why you would fast-track building on a chemically tainted plot of land. Dave and Niles. A a very great show, as always, and I don't want to leave you with a positive note. They're going to put these tents up, and then they're going to put these structures up. They're going to put these people on those lots. And then, a, and then uh, I hope to join the law firm, the, the legal team, when they sue the city for millions for people claiming to have contracted the D strain of the Brandon John- Johnson virus. You know what's funny, Dave? What's funny, what's funny, Dave, though, is I've noticed for years, I've always felt this way. I, I'm lucky enough I have a friend of mine who became a lawyer when we were kids. And we're 20. I'm, I'm a little younger. So I'm 22. He becomes a lawyer. And one of his, uh, he's looking for a job. He goes in the city of Chicago and he uh, uh, applies for their, they have a legal team, which I was kind of ignorant. When you're a kid, you don't understand. They have an entire legal team in the city of Chicago that not only doesn't want to get sued, but they, like you fall off a curb, $6,000. They have check. they just cut checks. So it isn't long before that kind of information comes out. And the funny thing about lawsuits, I could be wrong, I am not a lawyer, but it, you don't pay taxes on lawsuits, right? When you get a check from the city, right. you, pay t- you pay no taxes, right? right. This, is a, this is a backdoor way of enriching illegal aliens who are already far better off than where they came from. And this way, you move them in a place where you know you're going to get sued. And the city of Chicago doesn't have any money, so it doesn't pay taxes. That's just another bill on the backs of the Chicago taxpayer. 
And that's why they don't care about the lawsuits. That's why they don't litigate it. They don't care if they're cheated, which leads you to believe you have to think like an old-time gangster. Maybe they want to get cheated because this way they can, they can go with their, their mission, their social mission of this uh, phony utopia that we're supposed to get to if we just hang on and become, pretend we're part of the collective. That's what it is to me. This way you bring down those arrogant Chicagoans. Let's enrich these third world. Uh, communists and, and call Marxists, it, because and call, it da- yeah, call it damages. Yeah, call it damages. That's it. See, Dave, I teach you how to think like one of those short in the pants gangsters. You take care of yourself. Thank you very much. Nothing is what you see. Nothing of what you see is real. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. See, this is the old time, old time gangsters squirrel. They used to tell you, believe nothing, nothing you hear, and half of what you see. In other neighborhoods like Wheaton, they told you don't believe what you hear. Uh, versus what you see. But in gangster neighborhoods, they tell you, only believe half of what you see, because the other half is an illusion. And, th- you know, I got a cut here. Let me go to a... I got to find it on the board. Let's go to a call here. Rich, Indiana Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good. Sean, what I wanted to say is, uh, we do have $35 billion in Afghanistan, and we... Uh, and the Pentagon was uh, audited, and uh, they don't know where three point eight trillion dollars. Brother, is. brother, brother. If we're, we're on my yeah. show, right? We don't do other shows. The count, the running count, since the year two thousand, since the year two thousand, is in excess of eleven. This would now make it twelve trillion dollars. They can't find it. Yeah, but what I what I wanted to say is one of the. Uh, Military people are leaving because they uh, they uh, completed their service to the government, and they want to charge them five hundred to a thousand dollars for equipment that they left. The yeah, I read this. I read deployed. this story. Yeah, you did got you the, see you got, that? Yeah, I did. I read is, this that, is that ridiculous or what? Rich, you were you were you're a veteran. You're a veteran. Yes. Right. So you know how these crooked bastards work. They always no, beat the I'm... soldier down. They beat the soldier down, and they give the foreign enemy money for nothing and chicks for free. That's called well, our foreign policy, the brother. Country, they want to charge him 500 bucks. Well, you know what? Let the lesson be learned. Rather than retire and turn your equipment in, defect to the Taliban. You might get yourself one of those Humvees. Thank you, Rich. I, we got to start to pay attention to how things actually work. Like here. Here's an immigrant activist. Sounds nice, doesn't it, Squirrel? No, 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 no. no. Hi. You're not allowed to take any pictures Ma'am, of video I'm on of these public people. property, okay? Yeah, I know she's my friend. Allowed, How are you? You're not allowed to take pictures of video of I understand these that. It's you're public not. property. I know my rights. So if you'd like to call the police, you can do that. She works for an organization called Shea Consulting. Shea, like that murdering Marxist pig, may he burn in hell, Shea Gravera. Scum, directly responsible for the death of tens of thousands of Cubans. For an ideology of corruption and failure. Unless, of course, you're sitting on top of it, like him and Fidel Castro, another pig, communist pig, may he burn in hell. This is called Shea Consulting, and she calls herself a social justice organizer, fundraising expert, and consultant. In other words, she's an American communist whore. And what she didn't want people to see is that immigrants not only are being housed and all this stuff, but they're coming directly from former prisons in these countries. You know, and that would explain what you're experiencing in Oakbrook and unfortunately Elmhurst. Two days in a row, groups of Venezuelan migrants were charged with burglaries in DuPage County. Casey Cronus is live in Oakbrook tonight. Casey. 
Hey, Anthony and Don, in both cases, the thieves were using devices to try and trick the store's security systems. Now, officials are investigating whether the... In- so now when they come here, it won't be long, they'll do the home invasions like they do to the honest people stuck in these third world hellholes where they break into your house, they rape the women and steal all your stuff and zip tie you, and then they'll leave you like dogs if you're lucky and they don't kill you. But um, the other thing you have to remember is this is reminiscent of when Jimmy Carter... Still alive! Jimmy Carter pretended to be magnanimous with our immigration. And he told the communist scum, may he burn in hell, Fidel Castro, give us all of the people who long for freedom. But see, those are the people that make society work. They're the us in Cuba. He was never going to let them go. So what he did is let all of the ones infected with diseases of various different kinds and all of the prisons. He emptied them. He shook them. And then they all came here. And it didn't. It produced a lot of mayhem, and not just a great movie called Scarface. Ron Naperville. Oh, is that me? Okay, hey, Sean. Yes. Uh, I got some relatives that uh, say they won't vote for Trump because he was a playboy back in the day, twenty five, thirty <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And I'm wondering what would what would you say to those? Uh, well, if they're men, you don't have to say anything because you can't hurt them more than God hurt them because what that means is they're embarrassed of their, 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 their genitalia. And if they're women, it's because they think orgasm is a planet next to Pluto. In either case, you never have to invite them to holidays in the future. So they're doing you a favor, Ron. Okay. Thanks a lot, Sean. Yeah. Glass have a good half full. Glass half full, Squirrel. You always got to focus on the glass half full. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's that same point that Dave from Niles made was about, you know, these illegal aliens would, should be sometime soon being able to sue. I'm just wondering if uh, some of the, the possible suing lawyers might be connected uh, to the Chicago machine and, you know, having a... Uh, Come on, made, uh, Are you calling me, me from Wisconsin? I know what I do. Are you calling this station from Racine, Wisconsin? Not to just show off. You live in a state that wants to represent people other than communists and corruption. But are you... Are you asking a rhetorical question of if Democrat lawyers of the machine profit from having the machine victimize people? Is that what you're asking me? Uh, yeah, it seems yeah. to make sense. Yeah, really? Well, then it, maybe maybe you'll you start to figure out that those commercials you see in only these Democrat hellholes of the slip and fall lawyers who you fall and they feel your pain, they really thrive in these Democrat hellholes where uh, they stoke legal abuse and refuse to have any kind of judicial tort reform of justice itself you can get justice in these democrat areas but it's expensive if you're honest it's free if you're part of the scam thank you dave i hate rhetorical questions 312-642-5600 he will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government live free or die on the sean thompson show at am 560 the answer am 560 the answer romantic squirrel it's only it's only tuesday i do love this son of a gun uh jim and lyle hey sean do you find like i do uh when you tell people that aren't from illinois i used to live in arizona i still have a lot of friends there when you tell them for example that the um Irish short in the pants mobster like ed burke's wife didn't get her law degree until she was 40 but made it all the way Illinois Supreme Court within a decade. No, she did, I don't like, think she went to law school until she was 40. Correct. I, I stand corrected. I think yeah. she obtained her law degree like her early 40s. 
Yeah. I made it to the Supreme Court within a decade. You know what's you funny? Like I do, like the like like I'm making this stuff up, and they're like I'm pulling their leg. Well, the New Yorkers know, right? You, when you're talking to a New Yorker, New York understands. You know, uh, they perfected political corruption, but Chicago made it an art form. They talk about it fondly, the way old timers used to talk about gangsters that their cousin knew, and they're like, eh, "It's awesome." It's awesome. And they watch the trial. They're like, can you right out in the open? And when we talk about this whole thing with the migrant camp and the billions being stolen and Pritzker's family in general, you know, that that family is interwoven with scandal after scandal. His sister, Superior Bank, and she becomes the Chamber of Commerce secretary afterwards. I mean, are you not? This is a woman that cheated minorities. The bank got caught giving out loans to people they were soliciting people for loans and they walk away and she gets a promotion not to mention as a sitting commerce secretary as the sitting commerce secretary she's the landlord who negotiates the government tenancy in the building that she owns are you nuts and it's great see democrats though you have to understand people aren't repulsed by that in particular democrats they're titillated and they just want a piece of it. And that's that mindset of a slave or a half-assed gangster. You know, I, listen, I know, I know a lot of connected guys my whole life. I never partied with that, but I always let them know, you're not really a man. I grew up with all their kids. You're not really a man. You're a half-assed wannabe gangster. You're living on a reputation you didn't earn. That's the whole city of Chicago. They all have that illusion like they're tough guys. Let's go in the parking lot. Let's see what a tough guy is. They don't want to do that. They're all on the bull dung. And this whole thing with the lot, this is some classic stuff. This is 1960s mafia corruption. I freaking love it. And the, and the slaves in Chicago, you're pro, oh, are you protesting? Oh, is the ground tainted? Right here. We dig tomorrow. I love it. It's open and notorious. It's stuff you, wouldn't, you haven't seen since before Kennedy thought about running. Thank you very much, Jim. We all know how that went. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. Happy belated. How are you? Good, brother. Thank you. Two quick points. Um, good, good friend of the family. Um, she's she's been scheduled to have a tumor removed for a while. I'm um, going to be in the end of February. Found out just this week. The reason is all the illegals that are coming in. They're really sick. They need the attention of the medical community here in Milwaukee. And uh, yeah, that's that's why well, her tumor removal is. Push back three months. Yeah, I mean that's because she's in a sanctuary city. She's in Milwaukee, right? She's in a Democrat. That's right. So here's the thing you have to understand. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All all the supporters of Gaza and Hamas, I've got a name for them. Hamas. Oh, that's a good one. That maybe have to get confiscated. But the thing you have to remember about healthcare, this is the design. This is the design. This is why no one talks about Obamacare. What's the ramifications of Obamacare? 50% less doctors, less hospitals. So what happens when it doesn't work? Why do you think they bump up the, the, the migrants, the immigrants, the illegal aliens? Because they have more pity. There's more virtue in helping them. And all the rest of the people who paid in the system all their life, who have insurance, getting them back in line. Now what do we need to do? we got to put more money in it. That's why government's intention is to fail. They know it's going to fail. And that's why they love it. It's their greatest asset. And we like idiots, keep allowing the slave master to keep us slaves, and we keep funding it. Go to high ground. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. 
is the answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. One time a guy asked me why I don't watch sports and why all I talk about or pay attention to is politics, and the answer is politics affects us all. The ordinary American in ways we cannot really understand if we're not paying attention. And it destroys the opportunity for generations of, that we occupy, but more importantly, future generations. And every man should pay attention to politics. Because those policies control the quality of life. What's one of the things we take for granted in America as to the quality of life? Property rights. Your right to own a home. The wealth that you can acquire by doing so especially if you work with decent people. Now, it's a hard world to work with decent people when it comes to the home loan business because it attracts a lot of Pritzkers, a lot of banks, a lot of scallywags. can explain a lot of the problems. So when you meet a good one, it's important that you recognize that. I met a good one a few years ago, and I not only sent my friends and family and people I love to him, I use him. He's originated over $15 billion in loans since the year 2000. He's one of the country's highest producing loan originating teams. He's David Hochberg, Team Hochberg, Homeside Financial, and he's also known as a dessert sommelier. David Hochberg, how are you? You're trying to make up for that sandwich comment during uh, going into the break. No, I'm, I just said uh, how, how when, when you go to a restaurant, how the dessert cart comes there before the menus. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta know what you're uh, preparing for. Yes, yes, fifteen million dollars. It would be impressive. Yeah, that's a very impressive number. And and what's more impressive is that I know for a fact how many times you told people, don't take out the loan, you don't understand the costs, and you can't afford it, and prevented bankruptcy. However, you're the rare. And now we sit at a time when more people are delinquent than in 08, where there's more money, almost double, that's delinquent than 08, and it's not getting any attention, which leads me to believe they're covering up what we all should be preparing people we love for, the next correction. Yeah, I think um, what our listeners need to focus on are just what's staring you right in, right in front of your face. $48 billion increase in credit card debt from last quarter. We're now at $1.08 trillion. Uh, last quarter, we were a little over $1.04. The record, we set a new record. Congratulations. United States consumer, you're spending money you don't have on crap you don't need. Um, 70% credit card utilization as a country, which is frightening as hell. What does that mean to your listeners, Sean? If you have a $1,000 credit card limit, that's, uh, that's like saying you've got a $700 balance. That is where the U.S. consumer is right now. Their credit cards are at 70% credit utilization going into the holiday season, buying things that you don't need with money you don't have for people or buying stuff for people that you think care about you or you care about that they don't want your gift either. So we've got some serious challenges coming in addition to um, the mismanagement of the city and the state that our, our listeners better be aware of what's going on. 
So the reason I asked for you, because I asked for you, uh, I heard you on another show. And what's, what's disgusting to me, and I mean this, is that there are still grown men who can read, yeah. who are out there that do not understand not only the, the, the purpose of property rights, but the effects of corruption and incompetence of government. And this idea that as a society we will entertain that you can pick out selective citizens and persecute them because they have assets is insane to someone like me. Yet when I was listening to you talk to this idiot who has a TV show, and it not only reminded me any idiot can have a, or a radio show, any idiot can have a radio show, but that this is a grown man who's been operating in the collapse of what used to be a great city, and he still doesn't get it. He was still shocked as you informed him the detriment to selective taxation. Yeah, basically what we're talking about is is that Mayor Johnson's proposed uh, new tax to change the way the transfer tax is calculated within the city of Chicago, which has been the same way for the past God knows how many years. You pay $7.50 for every $1,000 of the purchase price of any property, residential and commercial, and $3 on the way out if you're a seller for every $1,000. Mayor Johnson, in his own infinite wisdom, he ran on this, and people voted him in, um, that he was going to completely resurrect the way that the Chicago transfer tax on property was going to be calculated. So they reduced the property tax on everything under a million dollars, and they absolutely recalibrated the tax on anything above one million dollars. Now, it sounds real sexy. Oh, and the millionaires. You know, we're only taxing the millionaires. The millionaires should pay more. You make more, you should pay more. But, you know, that argument drives me bat crap oh, crazy. Oh, you did so well, though. You did so well. Well, yeah. You know, and there was this Lady Marge for something. And I and I listened to the podcast that, um, that, the, that the gentleman, you know, referred. And Marge basically said, well, you know, those businesses – should be able to, you know, could afford that. If they can't, they're they're mismanaged. And if oh. I was there with Marge, you heard the interview, right? Yeah. You, you know, if I was there with Marge, I would have said this, the same thing I said to my nephew, who said we should tax the rich more. I'm like, okay, if you think the government's doing such a great job, why don't you write a check for an extra ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars out of out of your bank and send it in the government? Well, why this should is I my... do that? I go, and go I said, well, why should I pay more in taxes or anybody? Pay more taxes. If you think they're doing such a great job managing your money, then then put your money where your mouth is. Get your checkbook out there, sport. You know, you know, you know, um, uh, you communist bastard, and start writing checks to the government. Send it yes. in. And and this is job. something that 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 people forget they can do. You know that that I I could kick myself in the ass. I did this one year, when uh, after September 11th, and what people don't realize, all of these self-loathing rich people who hire massive amounts of accountants and pay them tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, not to pay one penny more than they should in yeah. taxes, you don't have to go to that trouble. You can always stroke a check to the Treasury and make yeah. a donation. They'll take it. But yet the Pritzkers of the world, the self-loathing trust fund babies, they never really write that check. And what they do is they advocate for a penalty on people who understand the climate and sell real estate versus what rich people do, trust fund babies. See, they, they, most people yeah. don't understand about the Augusta role. The reason that Pritzker holds assets in garbage locations is because he partakes, not only depreciates the property, 
maintains the property and uses it as an excuse to not pay taxes on trust fund distributions. But the Augusta rule allows you to rent out your assets to your relatives for up to $400 a night for 30 plus nights. And all rich trust fund babies who own all those mansions in the Gold Coast and Astor and the Winnetka and all the rest of it, that's what they take advantage of. And it's a yearly write-off of well over 30000 a year. And this is a way in which you don't pay more taxes on distributions of assets you never earned, like trust fund babies. So the idea that they're going to right the wrongs of society, that argument is tired in America, because we've proven Marxism and communism wrong a hundred years ago. But yet this is what they're repackaging and selling because rich people don't actually have to sell their assets, do they? No, no. And, 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 and the frightening thing is, is that what, what they don't realize is, is that it's going to be coming out of the seller's pocket because the buyer's going to have to pay more taxes and the buyer's going to then negotiate down the purchase price from the seller or ask the seller for a closing cost credit to offset the additional costs, acquisition costs that they're incurring due to the city tax. You know, and, and, and I used a $5 million example. Okay, I used a $5 million example. I'm like, right now, if somebody sells a $5 million property, and, and, and a lot of your listeners are like, well, $5 million, that's a ton of money. I'll never see it. Let's just take a piece of uh, commercial real estate, Sean, that's been in somebody's family for three decades. Okay, your father bought it, your grandfather bought it, they handed it down, and there's been a, a grocery store or a gas station or a dry cleaner or whatever's been there. And it's, and it's your only asset. Revenue. Yes. yes. It's your only asset that's generating revenue for your entire family. You finally get to a market that you could sell it for $5 million because that's what it's worth. I did the math. It's going to cost an extra like $100,000 in taxes for that family who's busted their ass over the past however many years upkeeping that property, working in that property, an extra hundred grand of their net worth to transfer a property to a city. Here's the key to this whole thing. To a city that has not proven that they could invest the money that they currently have to take care of the homeless in any proven program. They've only spent, invested 15% of the money that they have in programs that have failed. And now they want to completely turn the Chicago transfer tax on its head with no reason or proof that any any of the policies to take care of the homeless, and we do have a homeless problem here in the city of Chicago, but they haven't proven that the money that they have, that they can invest it properly. So let's go out to the public, completely resurrect and change a system that's worked for decades and ask for more money uh, to to invest in pr- unproven programs that haven't worked when they can't invest the money that they currently have effectively. And this is what happens when you have people voting that, that never owned anything, because what also what also is lost in the argument is that every one of those properties you've described has paid an extreme amount of taxation, extreme amount that has experienced a parabolic increase over the last five years specifically. So you've got people that not only pay those taxes, but let's say those those buildings house what you said, a grocery store. How much money has the state made since his grandfather was in the grocery? And this these examples exist, the taverns that are closing. But what, yes. what I'm having a hard time dealing with is the stupidity of the ordinary man, the one who isn't in on the scam.
You can't see that the desperation has caused the climate that promotes people leaving. And as they leave, instead of correct course, they put something forward like this, which will speed up the decline and penalize those people who wanted to root for you the longest, the strongest. You're hurting your very people. And they don't care. Smart people were out of that sewer 20 years ago. It's only the ones that thought, oh, it'll turn around. I believe in the city and good people. And they just don't learn. And this is why you destroy lives. You're destroying lives, legacy, and the money that you give this Leviathan, this corrupt beast of Chicago, doesn't make a difference. They can never put their nose above water because every scheme they have is corrupt in the beginning. What do you think? Well, well, well what do they do, right? They, they're selling the sizzle because the steak tastes like horse crap. Okay, so they sell the sizzle. The sizzle is, oh, it's a millionaire's tax. It's a millionaire's tax. It's not a millionaire's tax. No. Okay, it's not a millionaire's tax. You've got a $5 million property that you've got to split between 10, 15 different people, and you just lost over $100,000 because of extra taxes. To go to a city that has got $200 million worth of funds from the federal government, and they've only invested 15% in, in homeless programs. Why are we giving this cabal, as you like to call them, and you're 100% right to call them that, a penny more until they prove that whatever they're going to use the money for is a proven fact that's going to work and a proven system to help the homeless? Okay? We have a tremendous homeless problem here in the city of Chicago. We've also just added 20,000 more people from Venezuela. I go, to, I go to Florida to see my daughter. I go through more of a check at O'Hare. To get, to, to get down to Fort Lauderdale, so do you when you fly down there, than these people do that are living in our streets and living outside of Chicago um, police stations. It's ridiculous. What the are side we note doing? Is, how about when they move them to tainted ground, chemically tainted ground for 80 years? The, uh, this, yeah. deal, this deal is, un, is, is unbelievable. Unbelievable in its open and notorious clout-ridden corruption. And the idea that you would pay somebody 91000 for vacant land that's tainted that means the value of the asset, if you use a Chicago cap rate of 7%, is 16 to $18 million. What do you want to bet? Yeah. They weren't paying taxes, 16 to $18 million on that property. You want to bet anything? You want to bet that there's going to be lawsuits against the city for housing these please, migrants please. On, 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 on a waste site? Yeah. I mean, wait for that to come. I did mean, I ever what tell could possibly you, go wrong? Did I ever tell you it's when ridiculous. I got asked by a friend of mine who I really like when I first left the Merck, I went in the real estate business, he goes, you know... You're going to have to meet people. You're going to sell real estate in Chicago. They're having a fundraiser for this kid who was a state senator. And uh, the guy's just, you're not going to like the guy, but just go to the fundraiser so you, you meet their people. I said, what, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? He goes, yeah, this guy I know in the real estate business. He's a bit of a scumbag, but he's well-connected by the name of Tony Resco. He's having a fundraiser right. for Barack Obama. Right. I said, do you want me to get arrested my first day? If you think I'm going to go around any <laughs> greasy, slimy scumbag named Rezco, you got the wrong caballero. I'd rather die broke. Now, in the meantime, speaking of dying, you're a friend of mine, and I make no, no, no allusion to that. If I'm ever laying in a rug with my mouth open like a guppy, gasping for air the way Jimmy Carter was today, will you please put a pillow over my head? Well, first I'd go through your pockets, and then I'd put a pillow over your head. Thank you very much. He is David Hochberg, over fifteen That's billion. A oh, of course, as a friend. What's on the menu tonight? You're going to go with the lamb, or what are you going to go with? I'm going to the Hawks game, so I've got mac and cheese. I got a salad because oh. I'm uh, I'm eating healthy, and I got the uh, I yeah. got the Italian beefs. Oh boy, 
Oh, no, I think I went with the oh. Polish. I went with, now listen, I went with Polish. if you hear any what you think is firecrackers, you duck to the ground because you're a big guy. They could hit you from at least 1,000 yards. All right? <laughs> I Thank appreciate that, uh, that thought of confidence there. Appreciate he's David Hochberg, and he's a risk taker and a heartbreaker and a dessert eater. We'll be uh, back with your calls after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Boy, Ed Hockberg, risk taker, huh, Squirrel? Going to the Hawks game, watch a bunch of strangers slap a fuck around. Now for him, you know, the city's got, you know, the normal problems of carjackings, robberies, muggings, beatings, and whatnot. But for him, he's got the illegal aliens. Half will be uh, praying to him. The other half will be trying to pet him. Jim in Campton Hills. Hey, Sean. Delated Thanksgiving to you. David Hackberg was helped my family many times. They had told him that we were uh, in MAD, which is uh, it's actually it's called DAM. D-A-M, do you know that organization? I do not. We got a terrible reverb on the phone, but go ahead. How's that, better? Yeah, much better. better? Much yeah, better. It's, what was it's the called, <laughs> It's called DAM, D-A-M. It's Mothers Against Dyslexia. Oh, that's not DAM. He liked it. Oh, I like it, he liked it, he liked it. I get it, I get it. All right, go ahead. All right, so tell me uh, the situation here with interest rates. Did uh, I know interest rates are going to stay high for a long time. Is it smart to move down to Florida at this point in time, or is it better to sit and wait? It depends. You know, there's, or... there's moving factors, right? Equity and there's moving yeah. what you're going to buy, the purchase price. But to me, ultimately, it's the quality of life that I don't think you can argue with, right? I mean, Campton Hills is nice, but... You're still in the. You're still a boil on the ass of the problem. Uh, to me, right? To me, yes. how much time you have? I don't know. You take a look at Jimmy Carter. You're probably going to want to utilize every second. Uh, so to me, it's the quality of life factor. And and yeah, it's terrible to pay eight percent. But you, you're old enough to remember when that was a deal, right? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, twelve percent, fourteen percent. We're yeah. not outside, out, outstanding. Yeah. So it's what okay. your what your term of value is. That's how I look at it. And then you you know a smart buy, but it's also the the intangible, right? I mean, what is it worth to live in a in a free world? To me, that's what how I judge it, right? I mean, I just do. And then you know it, the thing about real estate and why I like David is that it's a very individual problem. Everybody's got a different problem. Everybody's got a different circumstance. So there's a lot of moving parts, but as a, as a, it's your obligation to make the smart one with, with good people, and that's why, you know, if somebody tells you don't do it, I spend a lot of my day, Jim. In fact, I did it today on three different phone calls uh, with, with two different people. There's a lot of part of your day when you tell people don't do it because it's just not right for you. And, and oh, exactly. you know, that, that's the exactly. nice thing. You got Hochberg, right? He's going to tell you, don't do it. It's just not right for you. And if you make a play, you know, I, I like to get out of everything bad. I sell losers to protect winners, which is a small percentage of people who, who are, in, are in the money business. You know, the, the vast majority of Americans do the exact opposite. They sell winners to protect losers. But to oh, me, exactly. I'll sell the loser if to I get I a may, winner. Sean, if I may, I'm reading a book, Daniel H. Pink. It's called When the Science... Scientific secrets of perfect timing. It's very interesting, but yeah. but it starts with time isn't the main thing; it's the only thing, and that's by Miles Davis, the jazz guy. Yeah. Right? So yeah. so we only have a limited amount of time, so we have to use it wisely. But and that's why I, I, I would take. Program. I would thank you, brother. I would take the eight percent to get away. I would, I would. Especially, I wonder what Hockberg's going to say. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 
Because, you know, after his experience of strangers with foreign languages praying and trying to pet him, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to want to sell, too. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, kid. What are you, in the bathroom? Don't be pulling a Danny oh, Davis on me. If I hear a flush at the end of this phone call, someone's going to get an ear slap. Yeah. Go ahead. Not a little bit under the weather. I actually, uh, well, yeah, a little congested. Okay. Oh, you, I hope you don't have that new variant. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're going to get the Bell's palsy and six illegal aliens are going to vote for you. Go ahead. Yeah, well, there's no such thing as uh, colds or flu anymore, so everybody gets sick it's COVID. So, hey, anyways, um, no, somebody heard this, I don't know, it's this uh, regime that we got with the president, with the government, with the thing, that every time there's a pause, and all, the, all these days of pause, that the U.S. is not, cannot fly their uh, surveillance drones over Gaza. Have you ever heard of anything so nuts in your life? Something tells me they got a surveillance drone over Mount Greenwood because your phone has obviously got the NSA tap going on. Did you hear the clicking squirrel? I heard a lot of clicking. Oh, the Danny Davis. Danny K. Davis. Racism. And then you hear a big flush. Uh, In the meantime, the Leviathan has experts. Oh, it's true. Whether it's the scam of eco-Nazism and their science where it's calamity and it was going to freeze. Now it's going to be too warm. When is it going to be Goldilocks just right? In the meantime, fascism is just right. Only when the government implements it. Now, how do they get to the point where there's going to be fascism? I know. It'll be to take away your rights, just like the Europeans use law to take away your rights. So you have to get experts. So before the Judiciary Committee today, there were doctors. Ooh, and doctors got all the answers. And you know what the problem is with life itself? Is that there's too much freedom. And these doctors are going to tell you all of the data you need to know to take away our freedom. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Rainey, um, welcome first. Uh, you, you are an ER doc, is that right? Okay. Correct. And I uh, understand you've been on television a lot? A fair amount. Yes, ma'am. Um, and I understand you, you built a, uh, a home television studio, is that right? That's a bit of an exaggeration. I had a laptop on a, uh, on a stool. You notice how... Uh since COVID, all of these phony fraud doctors that you wouldn't take your dog to. All of these phony fraud doctors, they're selling you all kinds of their expertise. And all you really need is a movie camera and a YouTube channel. And if you're promoting government fascism, you're a celebrity. Right, Dr. Rainey? By the way, he's asking her a question because he has all of her tax forms in front of him. And he knows that her husband built her a studio in the house. But she's going to pretend it's just a laptop on a stool. <laughs> your, your husband didn't build you a home studio? He did not build me a home studio, no. Okay. Um, so you're a liar. Let me ask you this. Why do you think that Chicago has become America's largest outdoor shooting range? Do you think it's because of Chicago citizens... Uh, who have no criminal record, but, but who have a, a awfully a gun in their home for protection or perhaps for hunting? Or do you think it's because of a finite group of criminals who have rap sheets as long as King Kong's arm? So, Mrs. 
So he's basically asking her a rhetorical question. But doctor, I always wanted to be an actress and I couldn't get a job in a veterinarian clinic. She's got a different answer. Mississippi, Louisiana and Missouri actually have higher firearm death rates. Um, obviously, there's see like 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 the Pritzker slimy lawyer. They use death rates. No, no, we're not talking about that. Hey, dummy. We're not talking about death rates. We're talking about a fat guy trying to go to the Hawks game, catching a 38 in his love handle. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the massive rise in people getting shot, getting robbed, beaten, raped, and, you know, like a Tuesday in Chicago. What about Chicago? So I don't live in Chicago. It's not my primary area of research. You don't have an opinion on that? I think there's easy access to firearms compared with, combined with environmental conditions, uh, lack of great education. There have actually been studies showing that when you green vacant lots and... Rep- oh, so we need green vacant lots and education. Well, the people of Chicago, Dr. Dimwit, the people of Chicago spend 30000 per perpetrator, or they're also known as students, per perpetrator. Well, the street gangs, whether they be Sinaloa cartel descendants or the gangster disciples, 30,000 per student. And what we need is more education. Maybe it's because the teachers are once removed and still can't speak or read or talk. Hair abandoned buildings in urban neighborhoods. You see decreases in gunshots and violence, as well as in stress and depression in the neighborhoods around them. No There's a movie, Squirrel, an uh, old movie. I remember it was in black and white, a tree in Brooklyn or something. It was the same nonsense. In the meantime, the violence back then was half of what it is today. We've got another doctor, and his name makes me laugh, but his doctor, uh, he thinks the problem is we prosecute too many perpetrators. Let me ask one more question. I'm sorry, I cannot see that far, doctor, on the very end. Cozy gay, thank you. Yes, sir. You, you said... I'm sorry, did he say cozy gay? Man, oh, man, that's a forest preserve in Elmwood Park. I wrote it down. You said that no one should be judged by the worst thing they have done in their lives. Correct. If one of these young doctors sitting behind you. What about Manson? Hell of a folk singer, Squirrel. Just had a little bit of a problem. God forbid, walks out on the streets of Washington, D.C., and is raped or sodomized. You don't think the rapist should be judged? I don't think it should be terminal. It shouldn't be for the rest of their lives. Well, what about the guy that got the... What about that guy or woman? No? Don't worry about him? You think we should forgive them and not give them any punishment? I believe in You think nobody's responsible for their actions? I believe in responsibility. I believe in forgiveness. Then open up a church next to a liquor store in a ghetto. You don't get to pass laws to let criminals out, you stupid son of a... Thank you, Mr. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You know what? There's only one party. You can raise the prominence by being an absolute bust-out fraud moron. He's a Democrat! 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. You're a rich girl, and you're going too far. You know it don't matter anyway. 
Yes, squirrel, you remember that, young squirrel. You can marry more money in a day than you can make in a lifetime. The problem is if they look like uh, Dr. Awardy, Dr. Dryheef. Boy, there'd have to be a B in front of the money, not an M. Tim, Lake County. Sean. Yes. How are you today? Hope everything's well. Hope you had oh, a great thank Thanksgiving. You. Yeah, it was wonderful, Tim. You too. You thank have... you. Thank you. Uh, did you happen to see the Daily Mail article about why there's so much gun violence in Chicago? With the... I didn't do it. It's the Bart Simpson. I didn't do it. It's the guy before me and the guy before him and then the guy who wore the lingerie before everybody. Yeah. It's even better than that. Okay, first it was Lori Lightfoot's fault. Okay. But second, it's MAGA, the MAGA Republicans. Oh, are the same ones who beat up Juicy Smouye? Yeah, all right. Yeah, those band, those band of MAGA Trump supporters in Chicago driving around with ropes. They're beating up soap opera stars. It's terrible. Yep. And they obviously caused the migrant problem, right? Yep. And, and they're think, in every political office in the city. So could you imagine no seriously, Tim, can you imagine can you imagine living in the in the Marxist hellhole of Venezuela? And let's say you're not a complete degenerate scumbag. And you're living there and you're wallowing in that nonsense, and then you get an article of what the Chicago welfare recipient gets. The housing voucher for twenty five hundred a month, the food voucher for eighteen hundred a month, the free cell phone, the free health care. Not only that, you have the absolute attention and endless money of the government. Would you walk through a jungle to get there? Yeah. I guess if sure, you didn't get the weather not? report, you would. Thank you very much, Tim. The weather report's going to bring it down. But we've got issues. We've got all kinds of problems. And when the city can't pay for it, and you've taxed the people too much, and the rest are moving out, there's always the federal government to cut you to check. This compared to the group that you're seeing here as a steady stream of migrants continue to head to Eagle Pass. This train was seen leaving Central Mexico yesterday and is expected to arrive in the city across from me this week. I want to bring in Lieutenant Chris Olivares. You brought us along last night. We saw that video. Squirrel, it's a train. It's a freight train. All right, Squirrel. And each car has 90 illegal aliens on top of the car. And it's coming up from Mexico, and they're just going to let it roll right in. Of the train there, do we know when that train's expected to arrive and what happens when it does arrive to the city just across from us? Well, typically is what we see when we see these type of caravans. The method of transportation is usually trains. So once they make it to the northern part of Mexico, they'll get broken up into smaller groups, and then we'll see them cross between the ports of entry. Now, we do expect the train to arrive very soon. But, of course, we've been seeing a constant flow here in Eagle Pass with illegal immigrants crossing between ports of entry. And when we talk about the gotaways, you talk about the sheer number of people that are crossing, well, the, the, the taxpayer, the communities here in, in Eagle Pass are having to shoulder that burden. And it's our responsibility as a state to try to prevent some of these illegal crossings. But as long as the federal government continues to incentivize illegal immigration, we're going to continue seeing this flow of illegal immigration between ports of entry and also these trains and caravans making their way to the border. Thank you it's so much. not just that. They make it seem so benign. As long as you incentivize. Well, we've been incentivizing welfare recipients for generations now. It's the money that's made from the truly politically corrupt, like the Chicago half-assed gangster. How you doing? Just before 10 this morning, a large flatbed truck arrived at the scene. The items on the flatbed marked tent number one billeting, a word used for temporary shelter. And there's a work stoppage order. Wait a minute. The ground is contaminated. 
Don't worry about it. Just bring the equipment. We'll handle it. This plan calls for winterized tents built on this formal industrial land at 38th and California to house upwards of 1,500 people who are here seeking asylum. That is a small fraction, though, of the 22,700 migrants the city says have arrived in Chicago in the last 15 months. Anything to, to get there. I, I thought when O'Hare just stunk like a urinal cake, it was bad. Have you been there recently, Squirrel? Whew. It's insanity. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so when you look at uh, the situation of retail, it's all around terrible. The only recession-proof things, as we know, are booze sales, drug sales, and gambling, which is why Democrat sewer areas have banked the future of their economy on such things. However, one thing reared its head is something that is apparently recession-proof, and that's firearm sales. My next guest is an expert in this arena. He is the director of outreach for Puerto Rico and U.S., Virgin Islands, also the Florida State Director for Gun Owners of America. He is my friend, Luis Valdez. How are you, my friend? Doing good, my brother from another mother. How are you doing in the windy cities of Chicago? Well, I just got back from there, and uh, every day, every minute I was there made me want to buy more guns. So it makes, uh, <laughs> it makes kind of sense to me why, in fact, there is an uptick in gun sales. The reality is people that are that don't want to be victims and don't want to go quietly into slavery and servitude and the result of, of, of Democrat district attorneys releasing criminals on the streets, they're preparing for what the future is showing us today, and that is that things are going to get spicy. So they're buying more guns. Do we have some of the data, some of the numbers on it? Um, last I checked, just for Black Friday alone, uh, the FBI says that their background check system has skyrocketed and that this broke all previous records. And that says something. That says that the American people want to be armed, even though the Biden administration says they don't, even though the governor of Illinois and Oregon and Washington and California and New York and New Jersey say they don't. The American people have spoken with their wallet. They've said, we're going to buy guns. We're going to be armed. To hell with your draconian gun control. We will not be disarmed. We are free Americans. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, in, in the finance world, it's called an indicator, right? And what this is an indicator of, yeah, they're, they're pushing back against the certain fascism, take away the Second Amendment. But the, the underlining reality is people obviously feel less safe. They're watching as governments are attacking law-abiding people, but more importantly, police themselves. And they're watching the results of... What's happening in cities like Chicago, once great cities who had a strong police force, who put away criminals and had certain good areas, there is no longer a good area in Chicago. They've managed to spread the chaos and the destruction, and those people who thought they were living in a good area are obviously feeling less safe. Because when I talk to people, people who never owned guns are buying guns. And that's what it really is. It's a fact that the, the citizens do not have the guarantee of the government enforcing actual law. Isn't that the larger problem? 
Well, that is very much a, a larger problem. And in police work, we would call that a clue. Um, and that's very much the case of what's going on. You, you have in certain parts of the country, you have a political establishment, both through the elected office of uh, the executive branches of those municipalities and the prosecutorial offices that have a soft on crime policy, that they have a revolving door system in which hardened criminals who should be put behind bars, they're let loose on the streets while the law-abiding who are trying to defend themselves, who are trying to put a roof over their heads, put food on the table, make sure that their kids have clothing so they can go to school and get an education and pay their taxes and do all the good citizen things that they're supposed to do. They're the ones being prosecuted by lawmakers. Now, they're immune to data. When I say they, I'm talking about the corrupt government gangsters. They're immune to the data. The data doesn't mean anything. But one thing I have to say was unusual for me when I went back into, into Chicago and went back into Illinois is I always carried guns. I, don't, I, I make no mistake about it. I, I didn't care. Before they had the fight card, I wasn't going to be a, 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 a pigeon or prey. I'm not going to be a victim of a predator. So I took advantage of the American law, and I had my gun. But now I, when they introduced the FOID card, I was one of the first. I went and got my FOID card. I had a renewal. And it turns out my Illinois FOID card is still good until 2029. I had a concealed carry. But what I didn't realize is the, the, the corrupt way the law is written. Once I became a Floridian, got my Florida license and my Florida citizenship, it negated my, my concealed carry. So in Florida, it does, you have open carry. You can do whatever you want. You don't even have FOID cards. When I go back to Illinois, I carry. Am I a felon? You know, that's a very good question. And the issue comes down to that you have only wanting to treat you like a felon while the state of Florida doesn't, even though we have this thing called the Constitution, which enumerates our rights. It doesn't grant us rights, and that's what people constantly get confused about. The Second Amendment enumerates the right that has already existed, the right for the American people to keep and bear arms. Now, personally, I think you should be able to defend yourself, and you should be able to carry a firearm in all 50 states and territories of these United States, because last I checked, you are an American. But it doesn't matter what some politician says that, oh, this imaginary line will block you. And GOA, we are fighting to make sure that there is full national reciprocity. And more importantly, that people like you and your listeners and people all across the country are able to fully exercise their rights, even though you have draconian lawmakers wanting to strip us of our rights. So it's just a matter of time before gun owners of America is going to have to come to the defense of an American uh, somebody from Tennessee or one of the other states that allows the Second Amendment to be recognized. And, one, and when they travel to these Democrat mafia states, they're going to protect themselves. They're going to get arrested. I'm wondering, uh, are you shocked you haven't had to go to court on this already? You know, I'm not shocked that we haven't had to go to court because a lot of gun owners are law-abiding. And that's a fallacy. That's the issue with this as a whole. Lawmakers push gun control laws to disarm the law-abiding, and they keep saying that, oh, well, we're doing this because criminals break the law, so we're going to pass more laws to disarm criminals. Well, guess what? Criminals are criminals because they break the law. The law-abiding are the ones that are hampered by this, and they pay with it with their lives and their, and their uh, property when they're the victims of crime. But because of that, because law-abiding people and gun owners are mostly law-abiding, they sadly follow these draconian laws, and they will disarm themselves when they cross the imaginary state border into a, no, into a gun 
uh, free zone, and they will abide by it. But we are looking at every possible way to fight this to make sure that you don't have to do that anymore, that someone doesn't have to disarm themselves when they cross that line. You know what's sad is that there was a story. I had the clip of the actual uh, Californian, who clearly is not originally from California. He sounded like he was from the East Coast of America. However, he moved to California. He was bringing home take-home food to his wife and kids. And he was accosted in his, in his front yard at his door. But he had a gun on him. Pulls out the gun. He shoots at the scumbags. They jump over the fence. And it's all captured on video. California's response to that? was to take away that guy's gun. Now, to me, that is the exact way and the intention of the right to bear arms. When you see this happen in California, and you realize the rhetoric in these Democrat strongholds, these, these mafia-controlled states, how obvious does it have to be that in order to be an American at a certain point in these corrupt states, you're going to actually be a criminal? Because I don't think that guy should spend one minute without his gun. I don't care if the state of California took it away. If he's out walking around, to me, he's now a target of these, of these scumbags in California. They want to make an example because he showed them what a real American does when tacked by scum. Um, how much longer before this guy is, or people like him are not just victims and they're celebrated by Democrat district attorney, but until it's, 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 it's just okay to kill people who still think themselves... Uh, Americans and and they carry guns and they want the rights of Americans. This is like something I didn't think I'd see in my lifetime. I thought we won these arguments. Uh, do you think it's going to have to? You're going to have to come to the defense of this guy, or do you think that uh, this will be an example of why uh, governments need to be restrained and not citizens? This is clearly an example of why governments need to be restrained, and we've seen this across the country. We've seen it in New Jersey. There was a a very famous case where you had a woman who was the victim of domestic violence who applied for a permit to own and possess a firearm in New Jersey, and the New Jersey government was slow-rolling her, and the end result was that she was killed. That's an example. And California is an like example. It's almost like they wanted to it's almost like they want him to be killed. That's what I was going through with this guy. You know, it's, it's, it's national news. The guy's on TV. His house is on TV. Scumbags know who he is. It's like they took away his guns because they want him to be killed. I, I see it no other way. Well, again, the, the issue comes down is that you have a draconian element within our government that wants us to be disarmed, and it comes down to a very simple thing. They want a monopoly of violence, they want a monopoly of power, and they want the people to be disarmed. And if the people are disarmed, then they are subservient to the state, and they are subservient to those in power. But last I checked, it's we the people who are in power. It's we the people who are governed because we consent to be governed. And the founding fathers, they understood this, and that's why they wrote in the Constitution, they wrote in the Federalist Papers, and they wrote in numerous pieces of, of literature at the time, that it's very simple. The people are armed to overthrow tyranny. The people are armed to defend themselves against tyranny. The people are armed to defend themselves against despotic rule. And the founding fathers understood that government is like fire. It is a needed necessity, but if you don't watch it, it could grow out of control and it could burn your house down. And that's what we, the American people, need to do. We need to get this raging fire under control, and we need to understand that as Americans, we have the civil duty 
to be on our government and our lawmakers' heels. We need to hold their feet to the fire and hold them accountable. And more importantly, we need to kick them out of office every time they screw up. And I know that there are good, honest people in Chicago because you are one of them. I know there are good, honest people in Illinois and in the country as a whole. But Americans need to look in the mirror and they need to have a good, honest conversation with themselves. And that conversation needs to be enough is enough. The government works for me. I do not work for it. You know, one of the things that gets lost in the argument, it was it was attacked by Pritzker specifically, is um, I remember being a kid. Uh, I remember relatives that came back from World War II. We had far more guns after World War II in the hands of far more Americans than we have right now. But there was also something... I watched my uncles, though, my grandfather do. They used to be able to make guns. And you still can make guns. This isn't something that's a magic trick. Any handy guy can put together a weapon. They name it a ghost gun. And in Illinois, it's like a double, triple secret felony and all this nonsense. But there are some people out there in these other communities that make a lot of guns. So the reality is we don't know how many guns are in America. But it seems to be that the areas that have the, the the loosest restrictions they also have the lowest amount of of shootings do you think eventually people will realize this isn't a problem that can be solved by government it's only a problem that has to be solved with character and 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 they start to use these examples of the guy in california defending himself and his family and they start to use the fact you know in tennessee in uh, in texas in florida there are more guns than people times 10 and they have a better rating than New York, New Jersey, Chicago, California. I mean, I, I can't believe we still have to even make the argument. Are you shocked at the lack of, of uh, understanding of fact? I'm not shocked at the lack of understanding, because in reality, the, the American people have already spoken. They've spoken with their wallets. They, are, they have been purchasing firearms left and right. And the most interesting thing with the NBC's latest poll is that the largest segment that has grown in firearms population is minorities. Minorities are realizing that they could no longer be there holding out their hand and expecting the Democrat Party to save them from criminality, that they have to do it themselves. And they have decided, and they've done it by arming themselves and making sure that they could defend themselves, their loved ones, their home, their businesses, against a very criminal element that preys on them. And that is a dramatic thing. Because traditionally, you have had gun control in this country pass on the basis of racism to disarm blacks, to disarm Hispanics, to disarm Jews and Italians and Asians and Polish and Slavs. And the poor. And so on and so And the poor. And, so, and what you have seen is now every group that used to be ostracized and targeted is saying enough is enough. They are arming themselves. They are purchasing in record numbers. Their numbers are growing. And... And with that comes political enlightenment. They realize, you know what, if I could own a firearm and I could defend myself, what else can I do as an American? It's that, it's that free sample of liberty. And the beautiful thing is the Second Amendment, out of all of the amendments, out of all of our rights, gun rights is tangible. Freedom of speech, it's philosophical. The right to be secure in your person, it's legal. Holding and owning and carrying a firearm, that is physical. That is you physically holding and exercising that right. Yeah. And when Americans do that, it opens up their minds to everything else that the Constitution was set to protect. Are you shocked when you see these Democrat hellholes? 
that are experiencing third world crime waves. You know, I, w- I went back to Chicago for Thanksgiving and you put on the news. And it's like watching the documentaries that used to talk about cartels in Central and South America. What I mean by that is it's, it's, it's teams of, of well-armed guys. I'm talking not just handguns. These guys have got the, 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 it, what looks like AK-47s. The only difference is they're not dressed like 7th century yard gnomes or you think you're watching the Middle East. And they're pulling people out of cars. It's, it, it, it's chaos. And, and when you see this happen, do, do you think it's a disservice that, to not mention how many of the perpetrators, when caught, even though it's seldom, not only uh, didn't have any licenses and were, you know, products of Democrat schools, but now what we see in these areas is illegal aliens have no problem getting guns in these areas. Um, do you think maybe we should change the way we report on these crimes and specifically say these are underaged illegal aliens that had all the guns in the world they wanted, none of the laws were implemented. I mean, because it seems to be that there's still this illusion among the elitist Marxists, the Democrats in these areas, that they're still moving forward as right now, today in the Senate, they had judiciary hearings where they brought in doctors to talk about guns. I mean, are we just reporting it wrong, in your opinion? Well, it comes down to skewing the facts. You have the media reporting it differently. You have uh, certain law enforcement agencies reporting it differently. You have political officials reporting it differently. And they do that because if they if the facts come out in a certain way that they skewed it to favor their their push, their ideological drive to disarm the people, then it benefits them. But here's the honest truth. You can look at all of the numbers. You can look at all of the stats. And as you bring it up, other states give you great examples. Florida. Florida and Texas, they have some of the largest cities in the country in terms of population, in terms of geography, in terms of their physical size and scope. And Florida especially, you have large migrant communities. Texas has large migrant communities. You don't have the same issues going on in Florida and Texas's large cities that you do in Chicago, New York, and L.A. And there's a reason why. It's because the people are able to be armed. They're able to protect themselves. And the criminal, the criminal element knows that, hey, any potential target I go after, they might shoot back. That's not good for my job as a scumbag criminal. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, predators make difficult prey. But the other issue is, too, I, I, I know when you watch this, you watch it through the lens of uh, how you were raised. And the reality is Havana and Chicago have the same gun laws. The only difference is Havana killed you to get, uh, get the guns. I'm wondering, do you think that uh, these Democrat strongholds are going to not only tax you out of owning a weapon, but implement laws for insurance and for carrying and for registering that'll just be so expensive that they'll also offer you a tremendous amount of money to sell them your weapon? I mean, that's where it's going to me. They're going to they're gonna extort you out of having a weapon in the future, aren't they? They could implement it. They could try to implement it in GOA. Gun Owners of America will be there to fight it, just as we fought it in Maryland and Oregon. And guess what? We've just overturned two of those gun control laws in, in, in the process. Oregon passed uh, a crazy law that was an assault weapons ban and required universal background checks and, and a whole bunch of stuff. And Maryland had it to where you needed a permit to purchase a firearm and a permit to get permission. It was this crazy convoluted, and both laws have just been ruled unconstitutional because of our hard works in the courts, and I have a feeling that these cases are going to go further and further in our favor simply because of one simple premise, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 
That's what was written in the Constitution. That's what the Bruin decision has upheld, that it is an inalienable right that belongs to all Americans and that it has to be judged on text, history, and tradition. Did gun control exist in 1791? No. Did gun control exist when the 14th Amendment was ratified? No. And the only gun control that lawmakers have been able to even pull up to try to defend their anti-gun policies in the courts is racist gun control to specifically disarm free blacks. And the courts look at that and go, wait, wait, you, you want to use racism as the basis to disarm people? Yeah, good luck with that. Well, that's what I love about the organization, uh, but they can't do it if you don't join, and it's very reasonable. It's like the cost of two quarter pounders, isn't it? It is less than me going to Burger King's drive through for myself, my wife, and my kid. It's only $25 a year to be a member, and every penny goes towards the fight. And the easiest way to join is simple, gunowners.org slash join. Again, it's just 25 bucks a year, and every penny goes towards the fight. And I say this because this is our national motto, and I truly believe this. E pluribus unum, out of many one, and together we as many make one solid voice, and that is we are free Americans, and we will not be disarmed. He's an ex-veteran, 15 years of law enforcement. He loves the Constitution because he watched what happens when you don't have one. He's a descendant of uh, communist refugees. He is Luis Valdez, a friend of mine. I love you to death. Thank you very much for making time. Not a problem, my brother, from another mother. You keep on fighting the good fight. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Walked into this wretched little shack. Inside we saw a mother totally with her face showed every line of suffering possible of a mother who feels frustrated because she can't feed her children. She had two children in the shack with her. There was a four-year-old who was actually eating a handful of rice and the seven-year-old who was standing there looking very woefully at his little brother who was eating. And we said to the seven-year-old, how come you're not eating? also and he said to us today it's not my turn to eat so our next guest wanted to come and tell us now we know a lot of people being from chicago we know a lot of people that don't know if it's tuesday or july well it turns out it's something called giving tuesday my next guest is from food for the poor she is anitra parmelli she wanted to tell us exactly what that means anitra thank you for joining me how are you Oh, I am doing wonderfully. Thank you so much for the invitation. And you're exactly right. Giving Tuesday is an extraordinary day. A lot of charities are inviting you to be a part of some worthwhile causes. But Food for the Poor's invitation is for you to step into the lives of families in Guatemala and Honduras, throughout Latin America and the Caribbean, parents who are unable to feed their children. Because of a combination of factors, whether it's natural disasters or the rising price of food, uh, the lack of a crop, you know, this COVID interrupted the crop cycles. And so a lot of them are agrarian based and unable to participate in the harvest. So, Sean, the situation is dire, but 
the opportunity you have because of Giving Tuesday is your one-time gift of $80 is going to provide three children food for a year. $80. Three children a year. You've been doing this, uh, Food for the Poor, 40 years, 17 different countries, $15 billion dollars. In, uh, in, in assets and food that you've distributed to among poor people. And, you know, it's funny. Every year we do this, and it's, 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 it's amazing when you realize that uh, without this organization, you're talking about arguably millions of people would die. And, right. uh, I, I, you know, I was able to talk last year to a couple of people affiliated. It wasn't you. It was a couple of people. And, and it, I was amazed at the, the, the amount of years some of your people who are in the organization have been with you. I mean, you've got some people there 20 years. And this is something that uh, it's always needed, and it's never enough, but you still deliver. So I'm wondering, uh, is it because of the generosity of the people, your ability to navigate these tumultuous times, both politically and and naturally, the disasters and whatnot, and you've been able to stay in business, and that's how you work the what's now referred to as supply chains. But you're going into some pretty dangerous areas. And I'm wondering, do they do the people who are dangerous just respect what you do so much they allow you to do it? Yes. it's The answer is D, all of the above. Yes. Yeah. We have been doing this for over 40 years, and we rely on troops on the ground. We work with partners on the ground. You're maybe referencing the situation in Haiti. We just spoke to staff members there and they are coming up with creative ways to reach the the innocent victims of this gang violence. They are they're bringing the containers into other ports. And also the gang members, many times, it's their families that are being supported by Food for the Poor food distribution. So there is an honor. Uh, we have had more margin to distribute. And every, but every staff member in Haiti, we have 400 employees in Haiti alone because we rely on people on the ground. And they are risking their lives to be a part of this chain that starts with your gift right now and ends up with a child, with a mother, with a father who has no other way of getting food. Now, my understanding is on Giving Tuesday, it's a three times match. It's a 300 percent match. Right. Pretty incredible. So if you're somebody who prides yourself on fiscal responsibility, this is the time to give. We have a match on the table until midnight tonight that will allow us to say something audacious like $80 rescues three children with food for a year. I mean, if you've been to the grocery store, you know that that is amazing math. Yeah. Or or if you've ordered takeout. I think when uh, when I'm in in studio and we order we order takeout or, or something for the kids, it's 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 ridiculous. It's fascinating you're able to do this. So I'm guessing it, it, it's also cooperation with the suppliers of food too. They're giving you a little bit of a break because they recognize that for 40 years in 17 different countries, you've been delivering sustenance to keep people alive. Do you have that agreement too? Oh, at every level, because think of, imagine the volume. We, we feed millions in Haiti alone. 
and there are 16 other countries where we work. The government of Taiwan annually gives us a donation of tons of rice. So maybe a part of your gift is moving it from the port into the isolated community where these parents don't have a way of feeding their children. So whether we're purchasing in a local market and buying at levels that allow them to give us a discount or we're shipping containers where we don't pay tariffs and duties in the port because the government recognizes that it's a humanitarian outreach. At every point, we are getting the very most from every dollar that you give. I love it. I love the organization. I love the fact that when I was able to talk to a a couple of the participants, they had been involved for 20 years. And I remember uh, last year, uh, the guy said, I never feel like I work and I, I'm never home. And that, that must be the sense of joy you get from keeping these people who would die without you, literally die without you, just keeping them alive. So I'm guessing this isn't something you're looking at your retirement date. You don't have one of those cushy, magical pensions. <laughs> you're just going to keep doing it, aren't you? Well, because I mean, to be honest, I'm addicted. I, yeah. I watch, I watch food for the poor. We're just a bridge. We're not doing anything extraordinary. It's because wow. your listeners are giving generously. And at every point in this chain, people are doing their very best. And that results in a family in Guatemala where I stood in front of a mother and I said, okay, right now, the feeding center just opened. Brand new feeding center opened today. You're looking at your grandchildren. Plates are full. What was yesterday like? And she said, I have four grandchildren and we had an egg. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, that kind of results is only because of your generous listeners. That is impact that comes from directly from their gift. Now, I know, you know, I tell, I read the commercials and I, I know that, um, I tell them to go to 560theanswer.com slash food for the poor. But the, the interesting thing that I remember talking last year to somebody, he's like, look, we understand times are tough for everybody. You don't have to give any set amount. We take anything, and we take it as a pass-through because a tremendous portion of it, 90 cents of it, is going to go directly to the problem. And this is something I think people need to be aware of. There's, you, you know, we've, we've all been alive a long time, and you see organizations pretend to be charitable and pretend to be helping people, the whole time self-enriching. What I love about Food for the Poor is you don't do that. That's why you're in business for 40-plus years. And uh, give out the, 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 the way in which... Uh, you, you prefer people to stay in touch with you, even after the Christmas season, something that you, uh, you need all year round. Well, it's foodforthepoor.org, and you're exactly right. For Rita, her number, she's listening in Downers Grove, her number was $80. She rescued three children. For Dennis, he's in Blue Island, $50 was his amount, rescuing two children with food for a year. We've had gifts of $320, $1,000, all coming in within the past hour or so. I love that everybody is inspired by their own situation. Many people giving in honor of someone or because they're grateful that their children do not face hunger. Others are saying, you know, I just feel like I've been blessed. I want to be a blessing to others. So before midnight tonight, every dollar is going to be matched and become $3 of meals. So a, a deal like that, you don't hear from. Well, I have to tell you, I'm not uh, an easy nut to crack. So I, uh, I did a lot of investigation. I love the fact that I get to be a part of Food for the Poor. I love the fact you've been doing it for 40 years. 
and you do it in every climate, economic, in every climate, no matter what the chaos is in the in the in the country. You just do it because you love it. I really enjoy you, and I thank you for doing it, and uh, I appreciate you making time for me. Thank you so much. What a joy to be with you, and thank you to everybody who's already stepped forward to be a hero. Thank you. She is a wonderful person. It is a wonderful organization. I really do appreciate you, Anitra. I hope I didn't butcher your last name. It's Parmelli, right? It is. See, I know that. I'm from with a name neighbor. like Anitra, we don't even get to the last name. No, I like it. I like it. Your parents were creative. Thank you very much for making time. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Let's go to the lines. I can't believe how fast the show went. Kevin, Las Vegas, Nevada. Woo! What's up, Sean? Uh, I'll be super quick. I know you're short on time here. No, go. Uh, I got the cream puff behind you. He's just eating something, waiting for me to get done with you. Go ahead. Uh, my favorite guy. I can't wait to listen to him. Uh, uh, first one, real quick. I just want to confirm what uh, your previous, well, previous, previous guest, Luis Valdez, was saying about the uh, astonishing amount of firearm purchases. I go to our local Bass Pro Shops every week to uh, purchase ammo. And I'm telling you, there's 25, 30 people in line waiting to either purchase or look at firearms every single time I'm there. And that's like in the afternoon. So, I mean, it's... Uh, Kevin, down here, we got a lot of... For sure. I got a lot of retired military hierarchy. I mean, older guys. And so we're ta- I'm talking to this guy. He's like, let me tell you something, kid. I haven't bought a, a, a gun in years, I make my stuff. I'm like, what? He starts going through this catalog of stuff. He makes his own ammo. I mean, people don't realize there's millions of Americans like this. And this idea yeah. that these fascist morons are going to curb something, do you think that the Sinaloa cartel, I wonder, you think they buy their ammo? I'm guaranteeing they got their own gun manufacturing plant in some third world hellhole that's kicking out this stuff. We don't need uh, less guns. We need more guns in the hands of good people. That's why I love states like yours, states like mine. Yeah, they promote good people protecting no, themselves. Yeah, we, We're open carry, you know, no license needed, none of that. But I did just sign up for the concealed carry, so I, I definitely want that as well. Let's get that in about uh, three, four months. And uh, second thing, this is just for you and uh, your, all the listeners, too. Get everybody fired up a little bit. Um, totally off subject, but uh, what, what are, what's the average CPS student cost today? It's 31, 32,000, something like that? 30. So let's go with 30. I think well, it's more if they got okay, special it, needs, which everybody does. But go ahead. Call it 30. And uh, I'm, you know, again, listening to a little slap and tickle drive time. Uh, two, 2019, the cost for the CPS student was $16,000. So in yeah. four years, it's close to double. Yeah. Welcome to Chirac. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Cream Puff in Chirac. What do you got, a cream puff? You got a hostess? What are you eating? Uh, I'm just saying that Jim, the beachcomber, his 15-year quest to get uh, Hunter to understand. Apparently, he doesn't want to hear from Hunter to understand. He wasn't any public comments on Hunter's mouth because, because Listen, he knows he's just he's nuts. He's been there's 900 strippers that'll testify. What? Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. He won't even pay the, the alimony on his daughter, the cheap Democrat whore, also known as Hunter Biden. We'll be back in 21 hours. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.